In the trenches, jumping on the warpath with Tiger Strength Coach, Dean of Students, Graphic Designer, and Local Entrepreneur, Dan Demand Studer. Best hair on the current football staff for the Washington Tigers. Dan Studer, what's happening? Ah, happy to be here, man. Excited. Coach Hackenbrack might uh, argue the best haircut. Mm. But, you know. No beard. No beard game. He ain't got no beard. No beard game. No mustache game. No beard game. Yeah. Mustache game is pretty strong right now. Yeah. Looking good. I'm, I'm confident to say and excited to say mustache is looking good for preseason. Got the trench life tee on. I seen it right when he walked in. Yep. You know how we represent. Tiger store, 32 Lincoln Way East. Get you some smileys <laughs> right across the street. Come get a trench life tee. Shameless plug. I love it. Right. Uh, we got Tice over here keeping us, uh, keeping us honest. The Tice is right. No bullshit in the trenches. We over fact, here check fact checking everything JP says. All real. All real. Hours of research go into this we program. We can confirm Dan has the best hair. There it's it is. Dan. Research was done. Facts confirmed. <laughs> so we're in the new building down here. We don't know what the hell we're doing with it yet, but uh, we're swinging a bat a little bit here. Got the new podcast. Got to get some panels up in here. Room's looking good. I like the environment. Trying to, you know, get a creative flow going. Got the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I got big hands, so legal pads are going to get difficult. <laughs> Hand cramps and shit. Mm-hmm. So I switched to whiteboards. You got, you got a lot of good notes up there going. Yeah. Got Dave Weber down there facing the wrong way. Because it gets creepy when you're in here by yourself late at night. Thinking he look make eye contact with Weber and get aroused all at the same time. Coach Webb just staring at you. Yeah, right. Man. Dave Weber. Class of eighty four. Great tiger. Always has the most candy in the parade. Always. Great great parade toss. Have you ever seen Weber's parade toss? <laughs> no. Great wave, great candy toss. <laughs> vet. He's a vet. She gets all this tiger gear down at the tiger store. Right across from Smiley's oh, there next to the alley. Yeah, I know where it's at. You, speaking of which, across the street, you see what they're doing in the alley? No. Sangria stand, hideaway, all that good stuff. You know well, I know where it's at. I saw there's you a got, bunch of stuff. When you leave here, you have to drive past. Actually, I I did see a picture. The hideaway's got like a all out cafe type. It's awesome. Dory over at uh, Sangria Stand bought, or I don't know how, whatever, Jen's place is mm-hmm. now, the downtown, is that, I think that's what they're branding it, uh, the Hex downtown. That's just like a branch off of the Sangria Stand? Yeah, yeah, and uh, her and her husband are doing that, and it, it looks dope, the alley's awesome. So we put shirts out for sale, hang them out on racks out front. It's going to go, my, she's bringing nice. all the people down, they want to see what's going on across the street. Mm-hmm. It's going to go eat. Yeah. Adapt and overcome. They got yeah. rid of the wings and everything. Like, yeah. Because that alleyway is like, for some reason, a 
spot. I don't it even is. know. People always, there's that whatever angel wings. You ever yeah. seen them on the wall? Mm -hmm. But did they get rid of those? I'm not sure. I, I thought they I, did. Maybe I they thought did. that they painted over that they people could. were having a fit. But if they that do was, something cooler. That was probably a topic. Somebody was probably upset about that. Yeah. So, got our Tremont coffee going here in the trenches. That's right. We got uh, black coffee, yeah. back squats, yeah. and beards. Yeah, Tyson's got a beard going. Tyson's got a morning moonshine and some peach fuzz, but we're on the way. Before we're on the warpath. It it's looking good, man. It's looking good. It's getting in there. It's a good look for you. Yeah. I just I gotta suffer through and let it grow. Yeah. It's like a baby tiger or lion getting his mane. He's starting to man up on us. <laughs> But no, he's got a Tyson's actually got a uh, Tiger Store tee on as well, baseball yep. T-shirt there. Yep. I think Tyson might actually design that one. Indeed. Nice. Yep. Getting the hang of it. That was. I liked this one. Yeah. When I made it, I was just like, Don't how crazy is baseball? Like the, the whole. That's just wild. Like, are, are they gonna play? Pro baseball, is that the plan now or no? I have no idea. I'm not a baseball guy, but... Yeah, it's just wild that the canceled baseball... It's insane that we didn't have a season this year because we had a mass and we were going to be pretty good. Track, too. And track. Man. We had two laid-out teams. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. Um, yeah, like, with MLB, what's going on in the MLB, like... The players association. Well, they came to agreement now, didn't they? See, I don't. I haven't been in I'll a row in a while. The problem was like players didn't want to take a pay cut, and owners didn't want to pay players because there's no money coming in. Right. But if they don't play at all, no one. You're making zero dollars. Right. Like I'd take a pay cut before I made zero. I don't know. Yeah. So, so Stu kind of hit on something about uh, adapting when we brought up the alley. Uh, next to Jen's, or uh, what was Jen's place, and it's now downtown and Sangria. And, and that's kind of something during COVID, I think, is, is you know, with, within the trenches, what we're really doing is, is looking at small businesses and trying to promote other small businesses mm -hmm. in the trenches in the senses of who's down here putting the work in. Everybody thinks, you know, you own a, a small business, you're just sitting around pointing directions, telling people what to do all day. You know, Mark, who owns Tremont, and I spent, what, eight hours the other day moving tile. Mm -hmm. We're just laughing at each other like, yeah, you know, own your own business, have your own schedule, do all this freedom. It's a great time. Um, <laughs> but for, like, in that world, it, it's really been a lot of talk on adapting to COVID, adapting yep. to the new reality. And I and to kind of lead on to the this whole on-the-warpath theory, um, I think there's a lot of carryover with in the trenches and being on that warpath and, and maybe kind of leading into what this on the warpath I keep hearing about. You know, I've seen it on a couple T-shirts. I've seen it on a couple hashtags. I'm sure there's more T's to come. Uh, just want to, you know, get into what this on the warpath is really all about. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the warpath is... A mentality, uh, a perspective, really. Um, it's just a way of framing life experiences. It's 
probably the best way to put it. Um, I started putting it together, um, getting my ideas down about what it is, uh, probably about 10 years ago when I started coaching. But it's kind of been a culmination of things that I've learned, you know, starting at a pretty young age uh, from my old man. Um, you know, like I said, at the root of it, I got from my dad, which, you know, as most things that you, you know, if you're fortunate to grow up with a strong fatherly figure, you know, most of your personality or, or your principles in life kind of generate from them, sure. which obviously it did for me because I was fortunate to have a very strong um, fatherly figure. Uh, but, you know, one of the first things that he taught me at a very young age is anything in life worth having, you're going to have to suffer for. And, you know, we talk about that all the time in the weight room with our kids, um, with football and, and all other sports. It's an important lesson. And, you know, he, when he started out uh, training people, he named his gym the Torture Chamber Lifting Club, right which essentially, if you want to be the best, you better get in here and torture yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what they did. And, you know, he was pulling that together when I was five or six years old. So, you know, without him even teaching me it, I was learning it by seeing these guys uh, like Chris and Rick Spielman and John Miller and Jared Vance, um, the really the star football players, you know, in the mid-80s, putting in all that work. Um and then kind of the second part of it, you know, that he taught me uh, kind of in a roundabout way, you know, still through strength and conditioning and stuff like that, but also, you know, with his early death was bad stuff's going to happen and you better be ready for it. Sure. So, you know, generally speaking, what the war path is, is, you know, life is full of adversity, whether that's tragedy, whether that's failure, whether that's um, just challenges that you see um, or maybe that you impose on yourself, you know, like winning a state championship or being the best person that you can be. And even just the daily mundane crap that, that you've got to deal with as a, as a business owner, sure. you know, like moving tile or, or just doing stuff that you typically don't want to do because it sucks to do it. Um, having a framework for that and really understanding that all the adversity that you see in life is an opportunity for Mm self-improvement. So now you're taking the bad part of everything that's happening. You know, you're taking the the bad things that that people view as, as bad things in life and you're reframing that as a challenge, an opportunity, an obstacle that's going to propel me forward um, to better myself and better the people around me. So, you know, generally speaking, I think that's what the warpath is. That's what we're trying to teach our kids. Um, And if I was going to specifically, and I've thought about this a lot, if I was going to specifically give a definition of what the warpath is, I would say um, that it's engaging adversity with purposeful discipline 
and honor. Right. I guess that's that's you know very specifically you know thinking about those words and how we and, and, and how I use them and I could do a whole podcast on breaking that down, but it's deciding to attack your problems that you see big and small, whether that's having to do the dishes when you're done with dinner or whether it's dealing with the death of a child. It's really all, I mean, obviously we're talking about extremely different levels of diversity here, but it, you got to attack all that stuff the same. Um, going out and engaging in that adversity. And I use the word purposeful in front of discipline. And, you know, discipline's a whole conversation too. But, you know, I, I guess a lot of times the, the reason why I use that word purposeful discipline um, is because I think people think that you can, you just decide to be tough when you, when, when toughness is required. Mm-hmm. And that's a myth. Sure. You know, you don't just become tough when you decide, oh, things suck right now, I'm going to be tough. Mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Toughness, commitment, you know, grit, um, you know, the words that we throw around a lot in football, th- those are all if you boil all those things down, we're talking about discipline, right? I mean, what's discipline? Discipline is deciding that I'm going to do this thing that sucks when I don't want to do it with the idea that it's going to pay off later. You know, sacrifice. You know, that's what we're talking about. That's sure. discipline. Sure. And, and you know, when we're talking about discipline, we're not talking about, you know, Coach Stu is the dean of students, and he's imposing discipline on on, right. on this kid because of a cell phone violation. Right. You know, that's imposed discipline. That's different. We're talking about self-discipline. And that's all toughness is. That's all grit is. That's all, you know, being a, a hard human being. Mm-hmm. Being able to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it with the idea of this is going to pay off later on. Sure. Delay gratification. Um, and I don't know where the hell I was going with that, but well, oh, yeah, purposeful. Well, what was coming to my mind too is, you know, we all have them mornings that, you know, I know you're an early morning guy. You like to get in the weight room and get after mm-hmm. it early. You got that morning where you wake up, you're not, you, you're not feeling good. You're not feeling like going to the weight room. You don't want to go put the work in. And, and, and I hear you talk about it a lot in the weight room with our guys is go to that dark place and just mm-hmm. just find out, like, where does that come from? Because cause I think we all know what we're supposed to do. Right. And, and the discipline aspect is I know I need to be disciplined, but, but where does that come from to really hold yourself accountable and go to that dark place right. and do what other people aren't willing to do? Exactly, and that's what I was getting at with, with the purpose. Mm-hmm. So... You know, discipline as I, you know, you got to build it up over time and over time and over time. But if you really don't have a purpose behind it, mm-hmm. it's never going to stick. Right. You know, people say, you know, I, I hear and 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 I love Jocko Willink and a lot of the ideas that I get, I pull from him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's kind of a a guy that's that's at the forefront of the whole discipline thing. But a lot of times, you know, he'll say something like, well, if you want to be tough, just 
be tougher. And I'm like, yeah, but that, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm buying all that. If you want to be disciplined or you want to be tough or whatever, you better have a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. And it better be authentic to you. Sure. You know, you can sit here and, and it's, it, it kind of goes to a question that I ask our kids all the time. Who wants to win a state championship? And everybody in the room is going to hold up their hand. Right. And, you know, the, half the kids that don't play football because they don't want to do the work. Well, sure, they want to win a state championship. They'd love to be the guy that wins a touch, the winning touchdown catch uh, for a state championship game. Mm-hmm. But then I always follow that question up with, okay, I get it. You want to win a state championship. Who wants to do what it takes to win a state championship? Because they're two completely different questions. Absolutely. And you might say, yeah, I want to do what it takes, but... Until you go out and do it, and unless that is a real purpose for you, like unless you truly believe in that purpose and it's authentic to you, you're not going to do the work. Absolutely. You're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and you'll see this, this type of thing all the time where, where you'll have, let's say, a dad who is grossly overweight he gets diagnosed with diabetes, and he, you know, whatever. He's still pounding sugar, eating like crap. And then they come to him and they say, hey, listen, if you don't get this under control, you're going to be dead in five years. And then you see them, and they set this goal of, like, okay, I'm going to lose all this weight because I want to see my kid graduate high school. His why? that's the purpose that's his why and then he does it Mm -hmm. but until he decided that he had that purpose he wasn't going to do it sure you know he didn't care you know it's whatever it is self-respect or just Mm -hmm. you know they they, they're kind of oh i'm not going to die have that mentality that everybody has it's not going to happen to me and that sort of stuff but until you get whacked with it until you have you know, an authentic, I think that's the best word to use because it's personal to you, an authentic purpose, then you're not, then it doesn't mean that much to you. Absolutely. And I think these days with what we see is people don't have an authentic purpose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can say, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make a million dollars. That's my goal. And I'm sure there is some asshole out there that that's a driving purpose for them. Absolutely. But generally... That ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. you got to have a reason to do that. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, you know, it, to have a, an authentic purpose, you really need a few things. It, it generally needs to involve, it needs to be bigger than you. If it's selfish, it's probably not going to, it's probably not going to stick. Mm-hmm. I want to make a million dollars for the sake of a million dollars. It's probably not going to work. I want to make a million dollars, um, because I want to be able to support this charity of a you know a cancer foundation or something because my you know somebody close to me has been diagnosed with cancer yeah right that might stick mm-hmm. um, you know and there, and you see a million different things like that you know when we talk about you know like my specific position and and why I'm so compelled to be a strength coach and 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 to do these sorts of things is. You know, I got a little bit of family legacy in it. You know, this was my dad's job before it was mine. I want to carry on that tradition. 
Um, I seen the effect that he had on people. I mean, especially with his early death, and that had a profound effect on me. Just the fact that he's my dad and he's a role model, and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. But, you know, every day I'm seeing young men and young women getting better. And they might not even care who I am. I might just be the strength coach or whatever. That's fine. But I get to see that every day, and that that wakes me up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then we're fortunate enough to be in a place like Maslin where it's like, Dude, you've got over a hundred years of tradition, right. and they're paying you to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man! Mm-hmm. Like, about all the gas you need right. in the morning. That's all yeah. I need. You know that and a Tremont black coffee, and I'm Tree, ready to go. Going. Morning moonshine, <laughs> Tremont. I like my cold brew. Right, gets the job done. Right, uh, but, and and I don't want Stu to skip over. He he's mentioned his dad there. Uh, there there's a lot of wood. We talked about in the trenches being really geared towards small business. Um, there's a lot of Dan's dad was a strength coach at Maslin for a long time, impacted a lot of people. Um, there, we would have to do its own separate podcast if we really wanted to go into depth there. <laughs> but a lot of what I got from your dad in my four years of school are what I applied to the business. You know, and that's what to me is so interesting about coming back into coaching from, you know, I was done playing football, but I went a different road. I didn't go, when I was 23, I would have never in a million years thought I'd be coaching. (laughs) And not to get into that, that was a whole different path, but coming back and coaching and seeing the similarities between what all, all we talked about in those team meetings and and all the, uh, you know, overcoming adversity and how to handle success and all of that that we were, it was college, high school was getting beaten in our ear. And then, you know, with small business, you try to assemble a team and install those same principles. Mm-hmm. The same winner's manual Mark D'Antonio gave me in college is the same type of document we have as a, as a business to operate for. Right. You have your core principles, your, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, all that good stuff, core values. Um, but but what your dad brought and what I really try to apply to business is, is just bring the juice, man. Mm-hmm. Like, my man was never tired. I never seen him yawn. And, you know, he, was, he probably woke up some days and felt like shit and didn't yep. want to go in and, you know, be the juice guy. But once you realize if I come in and I don't have juice – What's everybody else that's looking up to me going to do? So, so you know, and you said something about everybody wants wants to win a state championship. And in in the world of entrepreneurship, everybody wants to have a successful business. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do those things necessary to have a successful to mm-hmm. win a state champ? There's so much carryover, right? And you know, the, the guys I know that are successful, I know I know we're shamelessly plugging Tremont at this point, but Mark's a guy who, you know, I just I just see him outwork everybody. Right. And, and that's what, you know, Dan Hackenbrack's the safety coach for us, and, and he made a comment one time. He said, sports is the one place where if you just outwork people, you win. Mm-hmm. And it, like, hit me, and I was like, yeah, but so is entrepreneurship, small business, <laughs> the same thing. Like, right. You just have to be able to, when that guy's tired and he needs a little nap and he needs to get a little beauty rest, I'm going to work. And, I mean, 
you 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 got to kill me to beat me type right. mentality, just like we got in football. Yep. You know, and 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 I think like the whole war path and like w- the trench life is our you know O line D line group, but the whole representation of where the where the grind happens, where mm-hmm. the where the work's done when when you got to carry that tile from building to building in a ninety degree not. Not the ribbon cutting of the grand opening or McKinley week at the Tiger Store when, you know, it's not all about the good times. Everybody right. looks pretty in pregame. We talk about that. Right. You know, and just the war path can be applied to sports just like it can be applied to the small business community. Mm-hmm. And, and just life in general. And life in general. And that's what's so, like, just intriguing is you go from business to sport to yep. all, all aspects. It can just be applied. It's everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's everything. And, you know, it, it, it feeds on itself, and, and all the different principles that we have with it kind of overlap. And, you know, because getting a little bit back to when we were talking about, like, with, with purpose, once, mm-hmm. once you find your purpose and you're working for something that's bigger than yourself um, and also challenging, you know, sure. it's got to be something that's challenging. Because you'll get bored with it, and then you'll you'll give up on it. And it's got to be something that you're passionate about. And usually, it's probably got to be something that you're a little bit good at. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, if, if you totally suck at something, you can work as hard as you want, but you're right. You know, you're probably not going to be that great. But once you find that purpose, it, you know that that sets a belief in your mind, and. When you have a strong belief or you have a strong purpose, that's going to dictate your act, your actions. I mean, what you believe ultimately determines what you do. And I think that's why purpose is so important. And that's why I say purposeful discipline. Mm-hmm. Because what you believe determines your actions. And your actions determine who you are. I mean, you... You can say that you're something. You can act like you're, you know, you can pretend that you're somebody that you're not. But at the end of the day, who you are is defined by your actions. Absolutely. And if you've got purpose, now it's a little bit easier to have that discipline. Because mm-hmm. when things get, get shitty or you, you find yourself in a really tough situation, what you believe is either going to make you fight harder to get what you want or do what you, what you need to do, mm-hmm. or it's going to straight tear you down and you're going to crumble, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And and that's where all that comes in. What are your values? What, what you know? And this is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody like, can be a standout football player or coach or business owner or whatever. Sure. You're just not made for it. Not everybody is. But when you find out something that you're passionate about, something that you're a little bit good at, something that challenges you, and something that that you you know you you want to achieve, then you've got a purpose, and you use that to drive the discipline. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, now it becomes okay. Do I have what it takes to do it every day? Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody say, I think it was one of the uh, the kite guys from Focus Three. And he's, I was listening to one of his podcasts the other day, and he said something along the lines of one of the most powerful forces in the world is daily discipline, like continuous daily discipline. Mm-hmm. 
And that's 100% correct. If you have the ability and you have the purpose to drive you to, towards doing something every single day for an extended period of time like that it, it compounds it's exponential mm-hmm. you know it just keeps adding on itself and adding on itself and then it comes easier and then you're just doing it all the time and it's you can do anything you want absolutely if you have that sure. now mm-hmm. it's hard to get to, it's hard to get it and i think people you know when they when they want to start something like this they're like all right i'm going to do this every day and i'm going to do i'm going to work out twice a day and this and this and, and then day 4 hits day 4 hits <laughs> and you're sore and you're tired and then that uh, you know, one of the strongest forms of, of adversity is your own mind mm-hmm. it's creeping in and saying oh maybe you take today off maybe you grab a big mac or a beer mm-hmm. and you and you you know and then and then you're done mm-hmm. you know but it, you got a small steps over and over and over just like strength training mm-hmm. you know just like when you're picking up the weights you start with light weight and you do it with perfect form and you slowly build up mm-hmm. and you stay consistent and then next thing you know you know that weight's adding on you're getting stronger you're looking better you're getting a little bit more confidence mm-hmm. and and you can apply that to anything it all and it's comes awesome. back It all comes back to, like, how you said about discipline and, like, the mindset you have. So you're not going to be physically strong ever without being mentally strong first. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if if you wake up in the morning and you're not mentally strong enough to get yourself out of bed and go to the gym, yeah, you're not going to be physically strong. Yep. Um, And there's, there's discipline to be taken away from everything. Like, how are you talking about how if you're not good at something like it's not your thing but that doesn't mean you can't take anything away from it so like i quit playing football at the seventh after seventh grade mm-hmm. i just wasn't big enough to play like mm-hmm. i mean everybody was twice my size whatever but I, it's not that i didn't take anything away from my years of playing football like right the discipline and just everything i learned the respect for my teammates made mm-hmm. me such a better person and it's like that Anything you do like that, learning discipline every day, going to practice, whether I'm getting better and I'm going to be a D1 recruit or I'm going to not play after seventh grade, like, everybody's still getting that discipline from it. Um, I forget where I was going. Well, I, I think what you said was interesting because, like, to be honest, that's what sports are really supposed to be about is those core values that mm-hmm. are getting passed down. It's, I always think about this. There's somebody out there that's a hundred times better basketball player than LeBron James that's never touched a basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like They just don't know. Sure. I mean, everybody's got their thing. Some people might never find it because they don't have the mindset to go out and find it. So that, so that's Word interesting. We, we, you talked about how important purpose was mm-hmm. and, and why do I get up? Why do I go? It, it's, it's, it's a cold morning. It's snowing. Why do I get up? What's the advice or is there advice to somebody that's, they, they might not know what their purpose is, you know? Cause I think sometimes People either a don't know their purpose or, or haven't identified their purpose, mm-hmm. or don't believe in themselves enough that right. they can achieve that right purpose. Right. Per se. And yeah. you know, my advice with that kind of goes back to one of the basics of the warpath mentality of what uh, of you have to go out there and embrace adversity. 
and in that situation, the type of adversity that we're talking about is more than likely failure, because everybody fears failure. Sure. Um, you know, we all do. I still do. You know, mm-hmm. nervous wreck about doing something in the weight room or mm-hmm. starting a, a different aspect of training that might not work, and then, you know, whatever. Um, but you got to overcome that and go try stuff. But I think because I think a lot of people never find their passion because they're too afraid to try. They give up. Right? They give up. They fail. And they don't want to. They never either they start. get up or they give up or they they give up before they even start mm-hmm. because you know that voice starts creeping in. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to start a podcast, and I'm going through this right now because because I'm trying to put together something, and that voice creeps in my head that says. Nobody's going to listen to that. Nobody's going to care. Mm-hmm. What if it's what if you sound stupid? Mm-hmm. You know? And and you know, you just got to fight that and go do it. Or that's right. going to be too hard or that's going to be too painful or mm-hmm. it's going to take up too much time. Or a common thing is, you know, with with people that that want to change their lifestyle. They'll say, "Well, if I quit drinking, my friends aren't going to want to hang out with me. What am I going to do when my buddy comes over and wants to, you know, with older people, mm-hmm. or, or and and they find out that I don't want to, I don't want to drink with them anymore. They're not going to like me. They're not going to hang out with me. Or if I'm not going to go do drugs, or if I'm not going to go party, my friends aren't going to help me. Or I don't want to start this venture because I'm worried that my wife um, is going to think it's stupid, or you know, whatever. Sure. Um, I fail and people laugh at me. Right, people yeah, are going to laugh at me. Right. People are going to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's 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 legitimate, it's real, and it's a form of adversity that you have to, I mean, you got to fight it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, and, and once again, we talk about the war path. Mm-hmm. We call it the war path because inevitably you're headed towards a war in life. You know, we're not talking about military, and I sure. say this all the time, I, you know, I'm not trying to compare football or, or my life to the, the strenuous stuff that actual veterans and, and military personnel go through because it's not any remotely close to being the same. Right. But in life, you're going you're gonna to find a battle. You're going to find a war that's going to challenge you. You could have the best life in the world. At some point in time, shit's going to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And you got to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you do it is going out and putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and testing and challenging yourself pretty much on a daily basis so that when it happens, you're ready. And one of the ways that you find your passion is, one, find something that that interests you and then go out and do it. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do it is just jump in and do it. Absolutely. Don't wait. Don't give yourself that excuse where... Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to take a class and, and have mm-hmm. somebody teach me how to do it and mm-hmm. then put it off and do all that. No. You want to start a screen printing business? Go buy the equipment. Start selling. Save up money, buy the equipment, and screw up 250 shirts like I did the first time I screen printed something. Mm-hmm. Eat the bill. Mm-hmm. And then be so screwed that your only option is to print more T-shirts and sell them. <laughs> and Man. get yourself out of the Amen. hole. I can Literally how I learned how to screen print. Right. And and, and that's interesting. Like, I, a lot of times people want to overplan everything. Yep. They got an idea for a business, um, and, and I won't know by specific, but they, they lay out this great idea, and I'm like, why aren't you doing it? 
Mm-hmm. Well, don't I got to do A, B, C? Well, find out if you can do it, sell it, make it. Just do know, it. Go. Just it jump a, in. Be in the business of being in business yep. and, and figure it out. Yep. You know, that's that's the only way to. And and that's how you learn. And sometimes it's not, you know, you just do it. And anything that I've ever been good at, that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a strength coach coming straight out of college, you know, I, I GA'd a little bit and, and, and worked under a guy in a weight room that really probably shouldn't have been there. Gotcha. God, God bless him, great guy. Right. And then I go, and I'm a, at Lexington High School, I'm a strength coach. And, you know, I took a lot of things from my dad, but in hindsight, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I'm lucky I didn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But I learned and I learned and I learned. When I was, yeah. you know, like I said, when I started the screen printing business, I just started doing it. And, and I thought I was doing a good job. And when I look back at some of my early screen printing jobs, they were awful. Sure. <laughs> and same thing with design. I had a design business, and I started making designs. And back then, I thought my designs were sweet. Mm-hmm. And I look at them now, and I'm like, those things were freaking miserable. Right. I can't believe anybody <laughs> thought that was any good. I remember right. I would make, like, logos, like, little stuff for people on Twitter or, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Just whatever. And... I'd think it was good. I was like, yeah, this is good. And then, like, a couple years later, I found all my old files, and I'm like, dude, it looks like I made this shit in clip art. Right. right. Like, yeah. Wow. Exactly. Just, and You just don't got the eye for it yet. No. It's just you know. everything comes with experience. It's experience. Yep. It's about what you're going to do when you do fail. And yep. When you fail, are you going to give up, or are you going to adapt to become better and not fail next time? Right. Because I right. think to achieve success, you have to fail. Yes. You can't yes. be successful without yes. failing. So when you fear that failure, you're only denying what's inevitably going to happen. You're going to fail. So to me, I've always been like, I'm swinging a bat right now with this place. I don't know what we're doing. I'll, I'll take some lumps, yep. but we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? And you can't, you're going to fail. Let's hurry up and get the failure over yep. with and grow from yep. it. Somebody know? said that. I think it was one of the Navy SEAL guys. I think it was a guy, uh, maybe it was Mark Devine. And he always says, um, fail What's he say? Fail fast forward. Sure. Like, get in, fail, fail, fail. As long as you're moving, as long as you keep moving forward, Mm -hmm. it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, like I said, you know, failure is adversity. You got to embrace it. You got to go out there and get it. You got to challenge yourself every day. And the more you do it, you know, the easier it gets to overcome it. Mm -hmm. And the better you get. Sure. You know, and, and. And another common myth is, like, the myth of arrival. Mm-hmm. You know, people think, uh, you know, if I do this for two years, then it's going to get easy, and then I'm going to be, I'm going to make that amount of money, and I'm going to be good. No, or I'm going to get, back. you know, I'm going to get in such great shape that that all this stuff will just be easy all the time. And it's a, and it's a terrible it, there's no end. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell everybody right now. Guess what? There's no end. You're never going to make enough money. You're never going to get in good enough shape. You're never going to uh, win in that state championship ring. would be awesome, but well, <laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to retire? You're going to go home? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. And every time you do it, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing I learned from doing competitive CrossFit was I, you know, whenever I would get a time on a certain workout, Mm -hmm. 
I would think, all right, well, once I, I can do that workout in under 10 minutes, I'm going to be in good shape and everything else is going to be easy. Well, no, because now the next time I do it, I want to beat that time. Right. And it hurts five times as much more mm-hmm. than it did the first time I did it. It's just mm-hmm. the same thing with back squats. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, all right, well, you got a 450-pound back squat. Well, now I want to try to go for 500, and, and that's straight-up pain. Right. That's miserable. <laughs> right. So it, it always gets harder. You always keep going, and it's always, you know, it's about the processes. It's about continual engagement with adversity that drives you forward. And, you know, it starts with that. Staying on that war path is all about. And it starts with that purpose. you got to have a purpose that's going to drive you forward. And you might have several of them. It's Mm -hmm. different for everybody. Sometimes it might just be, I want to support my family. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty good purpose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that drives you forward. Um, I want to, you know, like I said, do it for the tradition of the town or whatever. Mm -hmm. It drives you, and then that gives you, the ability to fall back on that when you need the discipline. When things suck, you have you got to have something that you can fall back on and say, this is what I want. This means something to me. This is something I'm passionate about. Now I can keep going forward, and then you got to do it every day mm-hmm. and do it every day and keep going, and next thing you know, things are happening. Things are getting more challenging, but you're into it. You're engaged with it, and then you, and then you keep going. So That's awesome. And that's, and that's, we're talking strength training, we're talking business, we're talking finance, we're talking, if you're a real estate broker, if you, if, you know, whatever it is, find your purpose. Uh, don't be afraid to fail. Swing the bat. Get in the business of being in the business. Get on the war path and be prepared to fail. Embrace yep. failure. Mm-hmm. Learn to love failure. Embrace the suck. I think somebody said that. So mm-hmm. embrace the suck. Uh, you know, and, and that's all part of that warpath mentality. And, and that's really why I think it was good to have you on. This is kind of our official first in the trenches, you know, talking. Um, and the, and the warpath mentality and analogies are really so applicable to everything, especially with small business. Mm-hmm. Applicable to this podcast. Right. Correct. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. We we got a, a, a table here from uh, Keller's Office Furniture located on Lincoln Way, downtown Madison, Ohio. Shout out, Keller. Uh, hooked us up with a table, a whiteboard, you know, soundproofed it. Got some carpet from across the street. Shop local. Uh, what What is it across? Uh, the wholesale carpet spot. I'm going to get back to you on that one. The sign's right out front on Cherry. But, uh, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Just swing the bat. Don't be afraid to fail. Jump and, in. And I Feet think head that, first. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And start swimming. Mm-hmm. And I think once you to jump in, you got to have that. You got to be willing to get on the war path. Yep. And then be willing to stay on the war path. Yeah. Well, it helps to have a little skid in the game, too. Sure. You know, it helps to put yourself in a position where, you know, I don't want to say failure is not an option because, like we mm-hmm. said, it's inevitable. But you got to have something that, you know, along with, with purpose, it helps to have a little something that, okay, maybe I failed on this one, but i got to keep going now or I'm really screwed. I'm in too far to turn back. You're, you're it's like, it's too right, far now. When, when you put that weight on your back and you're back squatting and you realize, okay, me 
picking this thing up is probably going to be a lot better for me than letting it crush me. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm going down. Eventually, i got to go up. Yeah. <laughs> that fear will, will take you a little while. So if you can, you know, put yourself in a position and don't go crazy. You know, not mm-hmm. the, you know. Don't be the guy that's got three kids at home and just quits his job and starts, sure. you know, starts a business and, and, and everything goes wrong. But put a little skin in the game, man. Like, make an investment. Make something that's going to say, hey, i got to make this work at some point in time, so I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, if you spend a little money, you invest a little bit on something, you know, because that builds discipline, too. Sure. You know, absolutely does. investment and, and going back to the weight room, you know, we can always I, I can tell you right now, you could give me a list of all our players and I could look at our attendance. And there is probably like, I mean, the ratio between kids that will refuse to come out of a game and have perfect attendance are like astronomical, like probably almost 100%. If you're there every day through the off season, and something happens, maybe they get like a minor injury or something bad goes, you know, it, things go sideways for them, they're the guys that are going to fight through it. Sure. Because they're invested. They put the time in. Now, the kid that doesn't show up or misses once a week or has something like that, that's a cat that, oh, I got a little bit of an ankle sprain. He's out. He's done. Right. Because he hasn't put the time in. He, mm-hmm. has, he doesn't have skin in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to, you know, last year, Preston Hodges gets hurt going into the state finals. Yep. That kid never missed a workout in my time being here. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's not going to play in that game? He found a way. Not a chance in hell. He found a way. Because he's invested, mm-hmm. and he's put the time in. It's just it's not an option for him, right? You know, so we, you know it's, it's kind of a two sided coin where you say, you know, failure is inevitable, but when you got skin in the game, yeah, you're gonna failure, but com- you, know, you lose the battle. But losing the war is not an option. Sure, sure. You know, you're gonna lose battles, but losing the war is not an option. Right. And you're just gonna stay on it and stay on it and stay on it and take your lumps and keep going until eventually. It's inevitable. And then it goes back like to what we said before. It's the power of daily, as I think Jocko says this, daily unmitigated, or unmitigated daily discipline. Mm-hmm. Doing it every day. It has a cumulative effect. It's exponential. The more you do it, the more you do it, the harder you get, the better you get. And then at the end, it's just, it's going to happen. Sure. And it's powerful stuff. If you it, fail at something and come out a better person, did you really fail? Right. Right. That's the growth right. part of it. Right. right. And, you know, just like weight training, you have to, it's, it's in weight training we call it the, the SAID principle, S-A-I-D, um, specific adaptation to impose demands. Mm-hmm. You adapt to the stimulus that you're putting on your body. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly challenging yourself and you're constantly facing these this adversity and, and whatever it is in life, you start to... You grow. Mm-hmm. Your muscles get bigger. You get stronger. Your your mind gets stronger, and that's why it's important to to, to always challenge yourself. Because every time you go through something, no matter how hard it is, okay, next time it's not that it's right. not that tough, mm-hmm. and it's not that 
you know, it, it, you're able to face that and take on more, and mm -hmm. you're getting stronger mentally and physically and spiritually, you might even add. Mm -hmm. And when you have that mentality, like we talked about earlier, of embracing adversity and engaging it with purposeful discipline, mm -hmm. it, it's making you better. And, and, and it, it's, it's a way to frame it. So then, you know, when a family member gets diagnosed with cancer, or maybe you get diagnosed with cancer, mm -hmm. like you, you see these people and you hear about these people all the time that go through this crazy stuff. I got diagnosed with cancer. And they come out of it, and you're like, man, that was miserable. And they'll say, you know what? It was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're down at the bottom of the barrel, and you see what you can do when you overcome it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have, a new, you have a new look on life. You have a, you have a, you've gotten stronger. You've built yourself up. You beat something mm -hmm. that maybe somebody told you you, you couldn't beat. Right. You know? Right. And I've said this before, and it sounds crazy to say it, and it, 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 it doesn't make me, you know, and I, and, you know, I wish both these things never would have happened. But my dad dying and my baby boy dying were two of the best things that ever happened to me. And it was obviously two of the worst things that sure. ever happened to me. And I don't, I don't wish that upon anybody. But coming out of that, like... You can overcome anything. Let's go. Yeah. Like, what you got? You know what I mean? And every day I wake up and I got tattoos on my hands and on my mm -hmm. forearms. I look out every day that represent them. And I think to myself, hey, you want to let, it's 4.30 in the morning, your alarm's going off. You want to roll over and go to sleep? Because you got two cats that don't have an opportunity to wake up and get after it. Absolutely. You know? I think about that all the time. I got a little boy that never had an opportunity to try and make himself better. And I do. And I'm sleepy. And I'm right. I'm bed. a little bit tired. You know, mm -hmm. like man up mm -hmm. and, and go and get after it. Absolutely. And you know, it goes back to purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's a lot of my purpose too. I got mm -hmm. two guys that I don't want to let down. Sure. I want to sure. live for them. Mm -hmm. And you know, you gotta. It, it's it's and it's all how you frame it in your mind. Mm -hmm. All this adversity that you see and we all see and everybody's got something and a lot of our kids have it. You know, a lot of our kids don't have great home life. A lot of our kids don't always have a meal to eat. A lot of our kids got really crappy situations. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really easy when things are going wrong to say, well, this sucks. This is just life. I'm going to play the victim card and feel sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to do that. And I understand why people would do that. But that's where that discipline comes in, and you have to frame it as, okay, this is really hard, and it really sucks, but I want to get out of this situation, and I'm going to use this as a catalyst to make me better. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, it ain't easy to do, and I ain't here to, to say that it is easy to right. do that. Like I said, it's not just a decision that you make. And that's why you got to do it every day. That's why I still get up early in the morning. That's why I still train every day. I'm going to be 40 years old this fall. Why the hell am I back squatting 450 pounds? I don't need to do that. Right. But I know that that's a, probably the hardest thing I'm going to do maybe on that specific day. So when something that kind of seems hard comes along, I can fall back on that. I've already conquered bigger than that. Yeah, this you ain't know. nothing. Right, right. 
oh, my boss is sending me an email, a crappy email, or, or maybe I screwed something up, or I forgot to do something, or my daughter um, is being a pain in the butt like she does all the time, and she's <laughs> screaming, and she wants her diaper changed, and I don't feel like doing it. Like, come on, man. You already back squatted 450. I already back squatted 450. Right. This ain't right. nothing. Let's get right. it done. Right. Let's go. And, and I think two people that are maybe they're not on the war path, you know, and it's the same thing of get in the business of being like get back on the war path. You can fall off and get back. Mm-hmm. If you fall off, just get back on. Right. And, and and don't think, don't plan, just jump on like we keep talking about. Jump if, in. If you're trying to lose weight. And you and you don't hit the gym and you eat bad. Well, don't compound it by doing it again tomorrow. Right. Just don't, get right back on. I messed up. I'll take the week off. No, just right. get right back on this thing. Forget about it. Right. Move forward. If you Move have forward. a bad day, sales. Yep. COVID hits. Survive in advance. Yep. You know what I mean? I think that all goes back to the whole warpath mentality. Find a purpose. Expect failure. Overcome failure. Yep. That's the whole, you know what I mean? The, to, to how it really applies to... Both athletics yep. and business. And do it every day. Every EDMF. Day. EDMF. EDMF. Do it every day. Every day. It's, a, it's consistency. It's, you said to the guy that don't don't spend a million-dollar investment. Don't go run 50 miles day one. Just be consistent. No. Yeah. Do something every day. Do something every day. Night. Challenge yourself every day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, going back to strength training, progressive overload. Mm-hmm. You progressively add a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And don't, you know, like exactly what you're saying. You want to lose some weight? Okay, go walk for 40 minutes and quit eating sugar. Easy start. Do that for a month. And you can do that tomorrow. You can do that tomorrow. You can do that today. Right. Stop eating sugar right now and go on a, on a half-hour walk, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Do that every day for a month. Guaranteed you see progress in 30 days. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Right. Every time. Right. Every time. Just and do those two simple things. And that's things. better than one day I'm going to go walk 15 miles and then eat. Right. And then I'm sore and I'm crippled and right. I can't no, do it. I don't anything. want to no. do it tomorrow. No. Right. Do that for a month. Mm-hmm. And then after you do that for a month, you know, maybe you jog for a half an hour twice a week and you walk the other times and then you stop eating fried food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now we're going to get a little bit better. And then after that. You know, now maybe you're jogging four times a week, walking three times a week, and now we're taking out, uh, we're only eating whole foods, fruits and vegetables, and um, drinking water, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, and do that for a month. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, we're not talking about brain, we're not talking about, you know, brain surgery here. Right. This is pretty simple stuff. And you do it, and then you keep going better and better. Next thing you know, you're identifying with that success, and you're viewing yourself in a different light because now, hey, I can consistently do something. There's a little bit of discipline there. Mm-hmm. And then you add on to it. And now that's who you are. And Because what, how do we identify? How do we define ourselves? By our actions, actions right, right? right? And then they compound, and now they compound themselves, and now here I am. I'm, 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 I'm a, I got a little bit of discipline here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little bit more. I'm going to challenge myself a little bit more. And now the the things that used to be problems aren't really problems because you're mm-hmm. doing harder stuff than you were. And then right. maybe you add in weightlifting. Okay, now we're going to lift some weights. We're going to start with the bar. We're going to do mm-hmm. the back squat. We're mm-hmm. going to do that for a week. Then we add 10s on each side. We're going to do that for a week. 
I tell people all the time, like, if you added five pounds to your back squat, one, you know, once every two weeks, like, do the math. Right. Do the math, put some time in. And I, you know, I don't, not that I would necessarily recommend doing that, but that's like not a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And you could probably do it for a good amount of time. Like, you're going to get strong pretty quick. Right. You know, in a year, you're going to see some pretty substantial gains in the back squat. Mm -hmm. Same thing with everything. A little bit on time, just jump in, get it done, do the work, EDMF. Right. And. it's amazing what you can do. It's cool stuff. It's great, man. It's great. We're definitely going to do some follow-up stuff on the whole EDMF. Um, you know, I think there's a lot from what we just went over that can take its own. Mm-hmm. Definitely more in the strength and conditioning. Because like, I could sit here for three hours and listen to you talk about that <laughs> kind of stuff. So we got, uh, what, where, where are you at on, you got the Tiger Strength Training website. Yep. Uh, with tigerstrength55.com. Yep. Correct? Yep. Uh, you got Tiger. We talked about uh, screen printing business, design a little bit. Stu does all the design work for the Tiger Store. And Ty sprinkles some designs in here and there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tiger Store was obviously in, in your grandpa's name for mm-hmm. a while. That's a kind of a legacy thing, too. We're yep. talking about the why. Like you wanna, yep. and, and that kind of takes me back to in football season. Um, seeing my friends come in with their kids in the store and buying something, posing for a picture, mm-hmm. like you talk about a why, like you know, what I mean, it's not to t- it's not the ten dollars you made on that T-shirt, it's the twenty years from now you look at that picture, yep, you know what I mean, and just that's kind of the why with with the small business I feel like has is yeah, the money's potentially some people get into it for that, but those are the ones that don't make it, right. If you're really so in this, it's, it's with coaching as well. Right. If you're in coaching to make money, you're probably in a, you better, yeah, be, you better have a love. There's a lot better ways to right. make a lot more money. <laughs> right. You know, same thing with education. Like, mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. Like, hey, man, if I really wanted to make some money, I wouldn't be sitting here dealing with teenagers' crap. Right. Doing a <laughs> corporate job, like, cash that check. Right. Hey. I mean, I, you know, I'm putting in 60-hour weeks. Like, yeah, I, I'm not into this thing because I want to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, I, right. I'd probably go find a job at a fast food restaurant with yeah. the hours I'm putting sure. in and make more money than I am right now. Right, you gotta love doing it, man. It's that passion and it's the things that drive you. And that's the and, fun part about the small business, though. Is mostly the majority of small business, the people that are running those do have that passion. Right. You know, and you you draw that energy from each other. Right. You know, I I like reference Sangria Stand. Dory's over there putting a shirt order in, and just the energy she's bringing with what mm-hmm. she's trying to bring downtown, and it just it's contagious. Yep. Yeah. Versus somebody else who's coming in there complaining the road this. You know, what I mean, you got those people that's mm-hmm. and that shit's contagious. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I try to be conscious about that. Like if if you're just complaining and adding stress to the situation and not fixing problems gotta you know go I mean? you gotta go gotta go gotta go and yeah the, it's, the, the it's attitude and energies are just so contagious yeah you know it's 100 yeah it's part of that who you surround you consume what you consume yep you know what i mean don't be around trash you become trash you yep. know what i mean kind of one of those deals but yeah, that's the truth. I mean, you gotta you gotta surround yourself with people that want to be successful and they have the same, you know, passions and goals that you do. Mm-hmm. 
because um, they'll bring you down, mm. and it's tough. You know, it's not always easy, you know, because some people, you know, you're stuck with, whether it's family or yep. boss or, or whatever. Yep. Um, but, you know, that comes down to leadership, and, and that's a whole other podcast in itself. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, when you're doing it for the right reasons, and once again, coming back to that purpose, and when you have that purpose that's authentic, you know, that you can feel that around people. Mm-hmm. You can feel that on, around people. And I think we're, we're pretty fortunate right now, um, you know, in business and in and in coaching mm-hmm. where, where, I mean, to a point where I haven't really thought about this in a long time because we don't have anybody that's not on the same page. It, you know? and, and that starts and at the top of leadership. It's, yep. it's really, yep. you know, Sal, Nate with the with the coaching, mm-hmm. the football, the school. It's mm-hmm. and you really see when leadership yeah. starts to take effect. And yeah. you're right. We don't. It, it, there was years past coaching here where it's you wonder which type of guy is going to show up. What mm-hmm. his mood's going to be? Do we got a mo- I don't even have to be a juice guy with our players. They, they <laughs> got the juice. I just kind of sit. Yeah, and our kids work. too. It's, it's crazy. And it goes all the way down the chain. I mean, yeah. I, I tell people that all the time. Like, I'll do these strength training clinics, and I'll talk, and I'll be like, you know, this is what I do. This is what we do. But I gotta kind of put a disclaimer on here. Like, our kids come to work, right? You know, and <laughs> they want to get better. We talk about culture, and you know, some of that's like this war path mentality. But we're pretty blessed because. It don't take a lot to get our kids going. They right. usually show up ready to rock. Sure. You know, we got support from the community, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like I said, our leadership's fantastic. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, when, when we're talking about strength and conditioning and, and that sort of stuff, and we're pretty successful in that regard, and we're pretty spoiled in that regard because mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, I've been places where it's tail and, you know, tooth and nail where you're pulling, get, to work out, yeah. get kids to show up right. and work hard and, yeah, we don't have a lot of that here. So. I mean, our attendance overall, I mean, is what well, you yeah, take attendance awesome. every day, so you yep. see it. I mean, it's got to yep. be. Yep. Across I mean, the, you got your same guys that are mm-hmm. probably the same yeah. small group. But of when guys. somebody's missing, it sticks out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're right. not, it's not like, you know, well, oh, when was the last time we seen that kid and blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. like our kids are there. Mm-hmm. Our kids show up to work. And, um, and that's part of the success you see in the, State final appearance because they're showing up every mm-hmm. day. Every day. Consistency. Goes back to, goes back to yeah. EDMF. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things revolve around each other. Right. You know, it's that daily discipline. Mm-hmm. It's having that purpose. Absolutely. It's engaging adversity and, and and just keep moving forward. It's mm-hmm. cool stuff, man. We lost the state championship to Hoban. Team could have gave up and said, oh, well, what do they do next year? Go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lost again, but mm-hmm. we go back this year. What happens? Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep just keep coming, keep bat. swinging a bat. That's what it's about exactly. With you everything. don't lose till you quit. You know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. lose. You gotta, you, I mean, we're not going to tap. Yep. And that's the same thing in small business. Don't tap. If times get tough, if you have a bad month, figure it out. Figure out another product to sell or another service to provide. Or there's yep. always a way. If if you want to get some, if you're wise big enough, you'll figure it out. Yep. Keep and adapting. Figure out your purpose and stay on the warpath. Yes, sir. Oh, good deal. I think we're actually going to go check out my man, uh, Smiley, down to Smiley's Pizza on Lincoln Way, right across from the Tiger Store. Get your T-shirt, get yourself a slice, and go get something to eat. Maybe go see uh, 
Dory for a sangria or something. Mm-hmm. There we go. Make mine a double. It's a nice day out. Yeah. <laughs> you got plans for the fourth? I'm going to smoke some chicken on my smoker. Nice. And I'm going to sit in my pool. I'm going to Slob Acres tomorrow with my little boy. Awesome. So we're going to do some fishing tomorrow. Come home Saturday morning. So you're going to tell your wife those are chickens you're smoking, but they're really birds and all kinds of game <laughs> flying around from slob. <laughs> or you're your backyard, right? Yeah, well, if I see a duck, watch out. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that the forest, on, the, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good deal. Awesome. So what else you got, Tice? Anything? Nope. Well, appreciate you coming in, Stu. I'm sure you'll be a repeating guest. I will be back. For gonna, sure. Loved having it. Love sitting here shooting the shit. And yeah. uh, we'll do it again soon for sure. So get on that war path. Stay on that war path. Anything else, Stu? Stay slobby. Stay slobby. I'll see you.